Welcome to Passion Life Church. We launched prayer and fasting for the new year. I just want to encourage you, listen, if you were still in holiday mode last last week, go back and listen to it. We talked about why prayer and fasting. It's not a religious thing. It's actually a relational thing of why we are, are, are doing it. I just want to encourage you to do it. Listen, we want to take time at the beginning of this year to consecrate it before the Lord. How many of you know what you put first determines the rest? That's not just a principle. Listen, with our tithe put it first. Today, you made an effort to come and say, I'm giving God my first on Sunday. It's the first day of the week. And when you give him your first, it determines the rest. And so I know sometimes it's tough. I know it's time. It's, it's hard. But I will tell you, you will be blessed in your week when you give God your first. I believe that prayer and fasting is one of the ways that we can actually accelerate spiritual growth in our lives. How many of you want to you see your spiritual growth, your relationship with God accelerate this year? Did I come to the right church this morning? And I think it's important to note because that's what prayer and fasting is for. It's for anyone that's serious about kingdom advancement and living a significant life and an impactful life. That is one of the core values for me. I am not going to live a common life. I don't want to live a successful life. I want to live a significant life because success can be taken away. Success, they can put your name on a building, and then when you die, someone else can put their name on the building. But significance is how you impact other people. And that's not just for this lifetime. Significance will take you into eternity. There will be people that will step into heaven because of what we did on earth. To me, that's significance. And let me just say this. If you will live a significant life, you will always have success. Always have. You say, Pastor Phil, do you not like success? No, I I love success, but it has to be redefined in our lives because you can be successful and not significant, but you can't be significant and not successful. Did you get that? Is that too early this morning? And so I want to live a significant, impactful life. We talked about fasting and we said that it means this to deny self. What we're doing is we're putting aside the appetites of our flesh, right? For spiritual reasons. Why, why our flesh? Because it's your flesh that is the biggest hindrance from you enjoying more of God. I'm going to tell you this. It's not the devil. The devil is under our feet and he is defeated. But our flesh is constantly around us. Our flesh is the one that has the feelings. Our flesh is the one that is, is warring against the spirit, the Bible says. I want you to think about this. Imagine if you could live life beyond what you felt. Beyond what you feel. And let me say this. There actually is life beyond the way you feel. Because sometimes what we feel is not always right. Feelings aren't always an indicator of truth. Ooh, that is good. See, but I believe through prayer and fasting, we can actually see beyond the physical. We can actually see beyond the natural and into the spiritual realm for what God has for us. We talked about last week that prayer and fasting, those two together, is called a spiritual synergy. Everybody say synergy. Synergy is when you have two substances with a combined effect, they actually have a greater effect than the sum of the separate effects, right? We said this, nobody says, hey, I just want to eat a jelly sandwich, right? No, but when you add peanut butter, come on, somebody, that synergy together. Prayer and fasting bring supernatural synergy. 
prayer and giving, supernatural synergy. And God wants us to have that in our life. I believe God wants to accelerate some things this year. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 10, verse 1. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. I've called today Next Level Living. How many of you are ready to go to the next level? How many of you are really ready to step into 2024 and not just talk about a new you, but literally step into a new mindset and a new realm of what God has for you? I believe that. We've been looking at a man named Cornelius, Acts chapter 10, verse 1. It says, there was a certain man named in, in, uh, in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian band, a devout man. Everybody say devout. One that feared the Lord with all his house, which gave much alms to people and prayed to God always. He saw a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day and an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, what is this, Lord? And he said unto him, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. We talked about who Cornelius was. Cornelius was not a Jew, and this is important. Cornelius was a commander in the Roman army, and he was a Gentile. So in other words, he was an outsider. In the Jewish community, he would be considered an outcast. The Jews didn't like the Gentiles a lot. And not, not only that, when you are a Roman soldier or commander, they, that's a double whammy. Man, they do not like you because they were living under the oppressions of the Romans. But here's the cool thing about Cornelius is they actually feared the God of the Jews. He feared the God of the Jews. And so how do we know that? The Bible says he feared God. So this is what I like about Cornelius. He was a wise man because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. And so he feared God and he was a devout man. Listen to this, my church family, because the Bible says he gave and he prayed and he fasted. This man is the epitome of spiritual synergy. He not only prayed, so you can pray, but never fast, right? You can pray and never give. There's a lot of people who pray, but they never move beyond their prayers. But he prayed and he gave and he prayed and he fasted. And the Bible says that this came up to the Lord as a memorial. Everybody say memorial. Listen to this. This word memorial means this. This is what God constantly thought about Cornelius. When God thought about Cornelius, he remembered he was a devout man. When God thought about Cornelius, he remembered, here is a man who fears me. When God thought about Cornelius, it came up to God as he is a giver. When God thought about him, he thought about this is a man who's willing to miss some meals to get closer to me, right? I wonder when it comes to you, what would be said about you? Well, hey, Pastor Phil, I'm 30 and flirty. I'm lazy and crazy. You know what I want it to be said about me? I'm a devout man. No matter who's there, who's not, I'm going to be a faithful man. What could be said about you? You're flaky. What could be said about you? No, are you hungry for God? Are you a devout person? Do you just do what everybody else does? That's not what it says about Cornelius. His life became a memorial unto the Lord. So let's look at what happens as a result of, of his fasting. 
man, Cornelius was hungry to know more of God. He knew that there was more than he was experiencing life. Anybody, anybody sense that in your heart, that there's more to this life than you're actually experiencing? Anybody sense that, that God is drawing you in the new book that I just wrote, Into the Deep? I call it, it's deep calling unto deep. There's a depth in you that God has placed. And so if he's calling deep out of you, it's because he's already put the depth of the capacity in you and that's why he's calling it out of you. That's why just a normal mundane life is not going to do for you. That's why you have to go to the next level. But because of his dedication to God, he wanted to experience something more. And here's the thing. So here's what he starts to do. He starts to pray. He starts to honor God. And he doesn't know what God is going to do. He's simply doing this to honor God. He was just, watch, he was praying in faith. He was giving in faith. He's fasting in faith, knowing that he's honoring God. There is no results that he can see while he's doing this. But how many of you know that the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? God rewards. He watches us not to hit us over the head. He watches us because he is a rewarder. It's part of his character. That's why a lot of things are up to you. Do you know that? The Bible says if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Why? Because that's what you believe about God. You believe, well, I'm just going to give a little bit. Well, God gives you a little bit. But that's in your control. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. But if you sow abundantly, God will make it see that abundance comes back into your life. Well, I don't have a big harvest. That's because you sow sparingly. My church family, listen, this will work for even non-believers. It's a law. Love people bountifully. Watch what happens in your life. People will love you. It's, 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 it's not rocket scientists. It's not rocket science. You know, people, people tell me, my, 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 kid, my kids always love you when you're here. You know why? It's because I love kids. I love kids. I've even thought about quitting and just being a kid's pastor. I love kids. They're so fun. Some of you are like, you don't know my kids. <laughs> but they feel love. So what? That's why, that's why we know Jesus wasn't weird when he was on the earth. Why? Because little kids liked him. Little kids don't like weird people. How many of you know that? Come on. They're just like, uh, right? Stranger danger, stranger danger. But when you love bountifully, you will get love in return. But a lot of that is within your decision-making power. And so he's doing all these in faith, just believing that God is good. And watch what happens. Let's look at the results because I believe that this can happen in our life. He's praying and he's fasting, right? There's spiritual synergy. And what happens? He has a vision. And here's one of the results of fasting and praying. God will give you a new vision, a new outlook, a new perspective. An angel appears to him and begins to give him direction. Vision is so important. The Bible says, Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say people perish for a lack of money. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say that people perish for a lack of relationship. Watch this. It doesn't say that people perish for a lack of talent. It says people perish for a lack of vision. There are a ton of rich people, wealthy people. They have money, but they have no vision. Why is it that celebrities and wealthy people are blowing their brains out? Why is it? 
if money is the answer. And I'm saying this on purpose because some of you think if I just get to a certain amount, I'll give. If I just get, no, no, you won't. But you have to have a vision. Man, if I just had more talent. No, if you have a vision. The word actually, when you break it down in the Hebrew, is a revelation. Say revelation. The Amplified says this, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no revelation of God and his word, the people go unrestrained. Let me say it this way. Vision is the God picture for your life. The God picture for your life. Proverbs 29, 18 in the message translation says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are mostly blessed. When you follow the God picture for your life, that's where you will experience the most blessing. Can I hear a good amen today? Look at this. If people can't see what God is doing, that's why we're fasting. That's why we're praying. Why? We want to align ourselves with what God is doing. We want to have a vision. A vision is the, the picture. Watch. A vision provides you parameters of what to do. See, people with vision, they know where to put their energy. People that have vision, they know where not to put their energy. When you don't have a vision, you don't know where to invest your time. You don't know where not to invest your time. So you can go a whole year and you have been busy, but you have not been effective. Because what vision are you following? I'm serious. This to me, I'm preaching it because I minister to people who at the end of the year, they're tired, they're broken, and they have nothing to show for it because they didn't have a vision. Guess what? They're perishing. Well, Pastor, Pastor Phil, you know, they're good people. Yeah, good people perish without vision. But here's the great news. If God says that without a vision, people perish, God will give you a vision so you don't perish. Vision will provide the boundaries for your life. A vision will make your life strategic and impactful because it focuses your life. There's a total difference between this kind of light, a broad light, but when you focus light into a laser, it'll cut things. Why? Because it's a focused light. But somehow in the back of our mind, we think if we're going to be focused and we're, if we're going to be focused and disciplined, we're going to miss out. You're already missing out. You're missing out on God's picture for your life, which is the best because, oh, this and because, oh, that. So in 2024, we need a vision of God. What do you want me to do? And I'm staying in that lane. And then so something comes in my life and I go, does it go along with that vision? No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. I can't go there. All right, this is happening. Okay, does it go along with that vision? It does go along with that vision. I'm doing that because I want God's picture for my life. And what you will find is if you will delight yourself in the Lord, if you go after that vision, you will find that that's actually what you wanted, but you just didn't see it. So that's why God is trying to show it to you. Is this, is this getting too complicated? But what is, is the vision? That's why people come to me all the time. Well, you know, I just think I'm going to do this. Why do you think that? What's the vision? Well, you know, it, it sounds good. What's God's picture for your life? You know, if you will pray, spend time in the word, dreams and visions are one of the ways that God gives us direction. Can I hear a good amen today? And here's what I'm believing for 2024 for our lives. 
I'm praying that you will have a God view of yourself first. I'm praying that you would have a bigger vision of how God sees you. Some of you don't see yourself how God sees you. You see yourself in light of what your circumstances. You see yourself in light of what people have said over you, your family background. But the question becomes, how does God view you? Gideon had this problem. Gideon was threshing wheat while they were being attacked by the Midianites. And God, an angel shows up and says, hey, you mighty man of warrior. And he's like, what? Are you talking to me? Because he is defining himself by his surroundings. He doesn't have the vision of the warrior that God says he, was, he, he is to be. Listen, his name actually means warrior. So the angel was just calling him by who he was, but he didn't know because he had an identity crisis. And that's many of the church today. But you know what? When he actually stood up, 30,000 people, 30,000 men followed him to the point that God had to whittle down that army to 300 because the 30,000, they would say, yeah, we did it. You know, we had some um, tactical strategies and we won that battle. So God's like, nah, I'm going to get the glory out of this battle. We got to whittle that baby down to 300. Can you imagine if you knew who you were when you stood up, how many people would stand up alongside you? Can you imagine how many people what you would inspire if we just got the vision and could see ourselves as God sees us. Can I tell you, this is how God sees you. You are anointed by God. Can I hear that? Amen. You are more than a conqueror. God's Holy Spirit resides in you. Not just me because I have a microphone and I'm loud today. No, it's because the Holy Spirit resides in you. The Bible says that if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. Jesus said, these things, these signs shall follow you that believe that you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you have to see yourself, if the healer resides inside of you, you have to see yourself as, man, there's healing power inside of me because Jesus resides inside of me. So when I pray for people, I expect people to be healed. Why? That's how God sees us. But so many times we magnify circumstances and things that we've, have happened to us. I want you, that's my prayer. Man, if we could get people in Passion Life Church to know who they are, full of passion. I love that new song that we're singing. It says we're going to give it all. We're going to give it all. Listen, this is not a year to go through the motions. This is not a year to play games with God. This is a year to give it all. Give it all. Listen, you're going to have to fight against going through the motions. You know, I was thinking about in 30 years of ministry, you know how many services I've been in? I've been in thousands of services. And the temptation is in a service just to go through the motions. But I've, I've made up my mind, I'm not going to live an uncommon life. And listen, in 2024, I'm not going to go through the motions with stuff. I want to be all in. Even if we're doing one worship song, I want to be all in. Some of you are bored with your Christianity and it's because you keep going through the motions and God doesn't have your all. He has some of you. And I'm telling you this year, I hope that as we pray and we fast that you would give your all to God. All of you for all of him. Not some of you, all of you. Listen, everybody look at me. That's when it changes. That's when it changes. When you say, God, you can have it all. 
God, you can have it all. He doesn't have it all if he doesn't have your heart. He doesn't have it all if he doesn't have your finances. He doesn't have it all if he doesn't have your will. But this year you say, like Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Watch, not my vision, God, but your vision this year. You will be most blessed. And you will be transformed. Here's another thing I'm praying for for this church, that we would have a vision of how we view not only you and you view yourself, but I'm praying that we would have a vision of how God views other people, how God views the world. We need to get back to winning people to Jesus. There should not be one service on Sunday where somebody is not giving their heart to the Lord. You know why they're not? Because we're not inviting them. You know why? Because we're barely getting to church ourselves. You want to win the world? Start with yourself. Start with making the right priorities. Allow God to change you first. I'm just telling you, I have a heart for this city. People are dying and going to hell, and we're trying to get our coffee before we get to church. Don't worry. We know. That's why we have it here. Just get here. And listen, I'm praying that we would have a heart burning on fire for the lost people in this world, the lost. I am so tired of hearing people complain about our world. Well, Pastor Phil, did you hear about all the like transgender stuff? And there's a, what are we doing to reach them? Because they are people too, and they need the love of God, and they need Jesus. You can sit here and point the finger, or we can open up our arms and say, you know what? We were sinners, you're sinners, and Jesus will forgive you just like he forgave me, and he can totally transform your life. Come on, come receive Jesus. Instead of just judging and telling people how they're wrong, let's show them the light. Let's not just point out darkness. Let's be the light. We need to win the lost. We need to have a heart for people. It is one of the most dangerous prayers you will ever pray. Don't pray it if you don't mean it, because he'll do it. When you pray, God, let me see people as you see them. It'll, change, it'll stop you. You'll be interrupted. Because you won't just see that person behind the counter going, oh, you know what, they misspelled my name on my coffee. You will actually see a person who needs Jesus. And it will change the way that you treat them when you have a vision for other people, God's view of you. Cornelius has a vision, a new perspective. That's what I'm praying for this year, that you'll have and step into God's picture. Fasting and prayer also helps us. Here's number two. He hears the voice of God. The angel tells him what to do, that he needs to go get Peter. Do you know John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep, Jesus says, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The Bible says his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. Hear me, my church family. One of the great privileges of being a son of God, a daughter of God, is we can hear his voice. We can be led by the good shepherd. Now, maybe you said you've never been in a service like this. You know, we have people that come from other churches and they've never been taught about hearing the voice of God. 
they've been taught that they have to actually, the pastor, God only speaks to pastors. God only speaks to those in leadership. So you actually have to go to them. Now, listen, I believe God speaks through me. I actually believe that when I speak, God will confirm things that he's already spoken in your life. He can use other people. But here's the greatest benefit is you have a God who is a speaking God who is speaking to you. Now, if you say, Pastor Phil, I've never really heard his voice. Well, here's why fasting and prayer is so important. We are actually putting aside the appetite of the flesh, right? We said we're going to start at 6 a.m. so you can eat before 6 and then go to about 6 in the evening, fast, pray, and then at 6 a.m. you can have dinner. Now, some of you have told me, Pastor Phil, I'm doing this fast. I'm doing that fast. Great. Here's the point. Fast. Here's the point. Pray, right? Do you know why the lions didn't eat Daniel? Because they were on the Daniel fast. I had to throw this one in. I just had to. It's the worst pastor joke of all time, and some of you are getting really intense and serious. So, like, Pastor Phil, I'm so glad you're a pastor, not a comedian. You would not make it. Listen, I don't care if you do this for three days out of the 21. Three is better than none. But here's what you're doing. You're putting aside your fleshly appetites. Why? To adjust your satellite dish to hear his voice. And most of the time, his voice is a still, small voice. It's not the, Phil, your couch is on fire. God, thank you. I was praying for a bony bush moment, but I only have a couch. Go to church this morning. That's what I think. But you know what? God is speaking in a still small voice. But here's what fasting does. It turns down the volume on other things so you can tune into what he's saying. I truly believe that still one word from God can totally change the trajectory of your life. It can totally change the direction of your life. We need direction in this year. One word from God can give you the direction you need, listen, for your whole destiny. And you can hear the voice of God. How many of you have heard God speak to you? Let me see. Now, here's what I tell people. If you haven't heard the voice of God, well, Pastor Phil, I can't hear the voice of God. Well, then read the voice of God. Read him. If you can't hear him, read him. There's a word in here every day for you. Proverbs has 31 chapters, one every day. And here's what you will find, that what he speaks to you when he gives you a rhema word, which is a word in season, it always goes with the logos word, which is the written word. But start by reading his word so you get acquainted with his thoughts because his words always come from his thoughts and his heart. Hear his heart. When you read, even in the Old Testament, look for Jesus. This is all supposed to point us to Jesus because Jesus is the word. And the Bible says he's the word made flesh. What does that mean? It's applicable to our lives. And here's what I will tell you. The same Holy Spirit that inspired this word and breathed on this word, when you open it up, it will breathe on you. That same Holy Spirit will speak to you. And this is the only book that when you read it, it reads you. The Bible says it's like a mirror and it'll show you things, right? It'll show you all of your spiritual pimples. 
That's just what my wife does. I see her in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> or in the car. Like, honey, I need to get in the next lane. She's like, hold on. I love you, Val. She's so beautiful. I just tell her, like, you don't need makeup, but can I get in the... The word of God. You can hear the word of God. And so Cornelius is praying, and here's what the angel says in Acts chapter 10, verse 5. Are you glad you came to church today? The angel says, and now send men, Cornelius, to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. The Bible doesn't tell us if Cornelius even knows who this guy is. Now, Peter was, was, was pretty popular back then. He had some major things happen, but the Bible doesn't say whether he knew him or didn't. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody look at me. I believe God has divine connections this year for you to encounter. I believe, I see it a lot in Scripture, there's actually people in your life that are going to appear in your life, not appear like weird, like, oh, not that. I'm talking about you are going to have divine connections. God is setting people up in your future to help you get to the next level. See, if you're a business person in here, all you need is one client, right? That's what I told my wife. For this building, we just need some guy in Dubai to see this and go, okay, here you go. Here's $1 million. Thank you. God bless you. One person. Potiphar changed Joseph's life. He did. Took him as a slave, and he became one person. There's always somebody around you that's watching you to bless you, right? And here's what I'm praying. I'm praying that there's a divine encounter. So watch this. Cornelius is praying what he doesn't know is God is working on something. Can I tell you right now, my church family, God is working it out for you. God is working on it for you. Can I hear a better amen than that? God has people in your life that are about to help and elevate you to go where you could not go by yourself. This is why, look at me, this is why you have to head in the right direction. You have to be going where he's calling you to do. Listen, God can literally put you in the right place at the right time. All right, I'm going to tell you this story, and my wife's here. I'm a believer, so I don't say it's unbelievable, but I'm just going to tell you. So this week, I've said this so many times, and I didn't realize when I said this how it's going to impact our life. In our Born is the King series, I said this about Mary's divine appointment. Divine appointments often come as divine interruptions. If you want God to work in your life, be okay with interruptions because they're going to happen. But I will tell you this. He will make things happen that you did not expect. So I'm going to tell you this story. This week, we were in Dallas, Texas, and I'm so reminded how I don't like Texas. Anyway, so and let me just say that. <laughs> Especially Dallas. Come on. They have Whataburger, though. That's, that's amazing. Watch out, in and out So as many of you know, my stepfather had passed away, so they did the Celebration of Life funeral. And so, you know, we had a week to book our flights, and they're so expensive when you book in a week, but we have to go, you know? And so we wanted to fly out Sunday last week after church, but I'm just looking at the price. I'm like, this is astronomical. So just look. 
So I found a great flight on Tuesday, flying out of Ontario. We don't have to go to San Diego. Great time. 1045, we don't have to be there at the crack of dawn. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? Where you're packing and you don't even know what you pack, and then you get there and you open up. And you're like, oh, our cat's here. We put the cat in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I come up with this stuff. It just happens, okay? Bear with us. So I'm like, cool, everything's good, you know, because, I mean, it's one thing when you're single and, or you're married and you're a couple, but when you got kids and you got to pack them and all, it's, I love when people are like, oh, we're praying for kids. Uh, I hope you, you, you know what you're praying for. So my wife's packing all her stuff, right, and uh, packing my son's stuff, and so we're, we're getting ready and we're excited. I get a text from, I won't mention which airlines, but it was Southwest. Anyway, so, and they, <laughs> and they, uh, they, we canceled your flight. So, and here's what the text said. You can feel free to go on and rebook your flight or we're working on it. I was like, okay. I, I mean, this is not me going on vacation. I have to go to a celebration of life service. And so what happens was, as I get on the phone with them, right? It's an hour wait. Um, and so don't get a hold. I'm on hold for an hour. I got stuff to do, man. I, I, I'm busy got off the phone, took a break, went back on for a whole hour. So finally they said, look, we booked you on the earlier flight. Flight. You mean the one I didn't want to be on? Yeah, that one. Okay. So it's not too bad, 845, but you still got to be there by 7 and leaving our house. All that. I was like, all right, I am doing it. And, and my wife knows I was mad. So we get there, right, get on the flight, and ours was a nonstop before. This one was not a nonstop. We had to stop in Phoenix. Right? That's fine. They have a water burger there, I think. So anyway. So this 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 is insane to me. Insane. So what I'm telling the truth, right, Val? So we go because we have like a three hour layover now. What are you gonna do for three hours? Right? So we, we try to get our steps in. On the people mover. Come on, somebody. <laughs> My wife's walking to the people mover, and Gavin's like, Dad, why is she walking? That's not how this thing works. I know. She's an overachiever. We're just, we'll just stand here and move. And then you're on there, and people are walking past. <laughs> and so we get to our gate like two hours early. And so we're trying to plug in because they have these seats now that you can plug in your phone and stuff. And so we're trying, and none of them work. So what happened was we got closer to the gate. And so I, have, I, I wear my grateful hat. I have a grateful hat on. And so anyway, we finally sit down. In front of us is a man that is facing that way, okay? But I guess when, when we walk this way, he saw us. So I'm texting on the phone because there's some stuff happening. So I'm, I'm texting. And I mean, this guy's what, six foot two or whatever? Um, African-American man, big, big guy. And so I'm texting, and he stands up, and he sits in the chair facing me, and he's like this. <laughs> right? And I'm like, God, I am busy right now. Like, I... It was the most awkward thing. And he's looking at us, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to debate an atheist right now. I really don't. So I'm like, this guy is giving me that stare. So I politely stopped texting, and I said, hi. He said, hi. He said, 
give me one word that you're excited about this year. I said, now I'm going to be quizzed. I said, the one word I'm excited about is Jesus because he is the word. And he said, I thought you were going to say grateful. I said, well, I'm grateful for Jesus. To make a long story even longer. Listen, no, I'm kidding. So anyway, we start talking and he asked me what I do. And I said, I'm a pastor. So, okay, this is where things get a little crazy. So my mom, her husband just passed away. Her favorite, favorite, favorite minister of all time right now is a guy by the name of Andrew Walmack, okay? Some of you may know him. He's a powerful man. He's in his 70s. He raised his own son from the dead. I mean, this guy hasn't been sick in like years. He walks into, I mean, uh, just she follows him and, and man of faith. So this guy tells me what he does. I said, what was his name? Lamont. His name is Lamont. He says, my name is Lamont. He says, I am the pastoral director for Andrew Walmack Ministries. And he says, I also lead worship for him. And we, right, I almost fell out of my seat. And so he starts talking to us, and he says this, and I was telling him about the situation. So the church that we are going to have the celebration of life with is one of his best friends. And so he looks at us. He says, we are going to be in Riverside in February. I want you to bring your mom. I want you to bring anybody from your team. We will reserve you seats. And he says, we're going to fly in a couple days earlier, so I'd like to connect with you and your church and to see what we can do. Right? <laughs> divine appointments are often come from divine interruptions. Do you know if we would have got on the flight that we were supposed to get on, we would have never met him. Do you know what this guy did? It blessed the socks off my mom. He actually came to the funeral. <laughs> and hugged her. And he told her, I want you to come in February to Riverside. And we're going to save you seats, front row seats to Andrew Walmack's ministry. Probably going to be able to meet him. The pastor there. This, this is crazy to me. The pastor of the church is called the, the shepherd's house. The pastor pulled me aside after the, I spoke at the thing. He said, I want to pray for you. He began to pray for Val and I. Now, three weeks ago, we had had dinner with a couple. The man prophesied to Val and I, okay, for personal things. So this pastor, are you following with me real quick? So this pastor pulls us aside, and he begins to pray. And now he begins to prophesy over Val. Listen, the exact same words that we just heard three weeks ago. You know what those words were? This is going to bless you. Two words. No. Four words. The struggle is over. Listen, I'm, if I'm your pastor, take those words and take it to heart. Your struggle is over in Jesus' name. The Lord is highlighting these words. The struggle is over. I almost fell out. The whole thing, listen, I wasn't planning on it, 
but I will tell you what I was doing. Last week before we went to the celebration of life, I was praying and I was fasting. And God, listen, and then the pastor there tells me, hey, look, Andrew Walmack Ministries, um, I wouldn't be surprised with your character. We really like you here. And I was like, I've only been here for an hour, but people like me. That's okay. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised when you meet Andrew, he wouldn't ask you to oversee this region here for their ministry. Wow, I was just planning on going to a funeral, not being in charge of some region. But here's my point. That ministry, Andrew Walmack Ministry, is a worldwide television ministry that now somehow, through a divine connection, they're going to elevate our lives. Here's number three. When you pray and fast, it allows you to see what God is working behind the scenes. I'm going to end this here. Cornelius is praying and fasting, and he doesn't even realize, watch, that God is preparing the perfect person, Peter, to come into his life to help him get to the next level. Can I hear a good amen today? And so what is he doing? He doesn't even know. Cornelius doesn't know. You don't know what God is working on on your behalf. But if you will pray, if you will fast, you will see the behind the scenes come to a reality. How many of you believe today that God can work behind the scenes? This is why vision is so important because vision is a revelation, a revelation of what? What God has been working on all the time for your life. This is why it's important that you head in the right direction. This is why it's important that you have God's picture for your life. I don't know what this is going to become of. I don't know. But this guy's already texting me. Hey, man, I'm so glad to meet you and blah, blah, blah. We're excited about being there. Thank you. Who knows what's going to happen? I didn't plan that. God did. And I'm telling you, if we will get in tune, it was a total accident. But you know what? Again, divine appointments often come from divine interruptions. This divine appointment put me at the right place at the right time. And I didn't even know. I was just doing what I needed to be doing. Now, listen, I was blessed by this. But you know what happens? Hear me. Here's number four. Fasting and prayer strengthens us to obey. See, what good is it to have a vision if you never take steps to accomplish the vision? You know, when Joseph had a dream, he told Pharaoh, listen, we got to start storing up seven years because we're going to have seven years of famine. What? See, God can give you a vision, but he will also give you a plan to accomplish that vision. What good is a dream if you don't have a plan and you start putting feet to that vision? See, obedience unlocks God's will for your life. All of this happened because Cornelius did what God told him to do. Watch this. And Peter did what God told him to do. My church family, there is no substitutes for obedience in your life. And when, watch this. Watch this. When Peter walks into Cornelius' house, the Bible says this. There were many people there. 
Why were there many people there? Because Cornelius was a devout man. And when you are devout, that will breed influence in your life. He was a man that feared God and was a devout person. So guess what? He had influence. So when Peter walks in, it's not just Cornelius's family. There are other people there. Can I just tell you this real quick? Listen, I don't care what other people are doing. You decide to be devout. You decide to obey God. You know, a friend called me this last week because he heard about our, our building program, which we're really, really excited about. $3,000 in this last week. Thank you, Jesus, right? Thank God. Anybody excited? Well, if you're not excited, you can stay here when we go. That's okay. But I had a friend call me this last week. He says, hey, we're going to give you $2,500 for your, for your new building. And I said, man, man, thank you. I, and then I had another friend say this. He said, you know what? Well, we're going to watch the journey. We want to see what, what, what's going to happen. And is the church buying into this, you know, before we donate? And I said, well, I'll tell you this, so-and-so. I said, we just launched this building program. And about five weeks, we're already over $20,000. I think the church is buying in. How about that? So I told my other friend this. I said, you know, I had some people say, we heard what you're doing, but we just kind of watched it. And my friend said this. He says, I don't care whether the church buys in or not. I'm giving you this money because you are a devout man. Because you are consistent. Because you are disciplined. Because I've watched your life. He's watched my life. So here's, hey, here's $2,500 for what you're doing. But can you imagine if I was here and I was over there? $2,500. That's not just for me, it's for us. I want to be a devout man. That's why God rewards those who diligently seek him. There's no substitute. Acts chapter 10, verse 27. And as he walked in with them, Peter, he went in and found many that came together. This is so important. Peter starts to preach. The Bible says that immediately, let me just tell you, this is funny. It's funny, but it, again, I, I'm okay, God, if you want to blow my mind. I'm okay. So this one, I don't usually, I, uh, I don't usually thumb through Facebook on Sunday morning because I'm praying about it. I don't know why. Thumb through Facebook. And there's this preacher, some of you, he's, he's a small town. He's, his name's Jensen Franklin. Some of you never even heard of him. Um, but um, yeah, he's, he has a little struggling ministry that he's trying to, to get out on TV and, and, you know, only what, 16 campuses. And so he's, he's doing okay. I think he'll do all right. I'm going to close here. Do you know who he was talking about this morning? Cornelius. I said, God, he stole my message. This exact thing that I'm telling you, a man today is going worldwide talking about this. Why am I saying this to you? God is saying something. Not just through little old Pastor Phil and Marietta. But when Gentleman Franklin is talking about the same thing that we're talking about, God is saying something. Can I hear a good amen today? I want to leave you with this. Peter starts to, to speak, and the Holy Spirit falls on all of these people. And they begin to speak in tongues. I know some of you, for that, you're still not understanding. But I want to tell you this. Why is it in the Bible that when you see the movement of the Holy Spirit, one of the results is speaking in tongues? On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. They spoke in tongues. Peter starts to preach. 
and watch. These aren't Jews. These are Gentiles start to speak in other tongues. Why is it that when Paul saw some disciples and said, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? They said no, and he laid their hands, he laid his hands on them. They received the Holy Spirit, and they started speaking in tongues. Listen, that's three verses that I just told you. Not one. I didn't make this up. Why is it? And you need to ask God about that. They all start to speak in tongues. Cornelius was a catalyst for the Gentiles for the church. Cornelius opened the whole, listen, the whole realm of the church to the Gentile world. Now, let me say this. I'm going to pray. Do you know that Peter was blessed by that? See, I talked about today me being on the receiving end of the divine appointments. But here, listen, everybody look at me, and I'm going to let you go. God may call you to invest in somebody. Peter was so blessed Peter actually had a revelation when he saw what happened. He was astonished how much God loved the Gentile people. Here's here's why I'm saying that. See, Peter went to serve them. Peter went to lift them up. But you can't lift somebody else up without you getting lifted up too. Peter, the apostle Peter, was so encouraged by serving somebody else it changed the dynamic of his ministry. So here's what I'm saying. Expect divine appointments, but not only to receive them, expect for you to be a part of it, that when you're praying and you're fasting, if God says to show you, he tells you to say something to somebody, go over to somebody, it could be as simple as, hey, buy that person a coffee, and you buy that person a coffee. I'm telling you, you can't bless someone else without you getting blessed as well. My church family, this is next level living. And God is working behind the scenes. He's going to bring people into our lives to help us to get to where God wants us to be. But he's also going to use you to help others to get where he wants them to be as well. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on, would you stand? God wants to take us to the next level so we can bring some people with us. Man, today was good. I may watch myself on YouTube. That that was like, really? Come on, would you bow your heads for just a moment and ask the worship team to come? Actually, before you bow your heads, would you just look at me for a second? Cornelius' growth impacted people. I want to ask you this question. I wonder how many people are going to be impacted by your growth this year. I have to ask, I have to ask this. I wonder how many people are going to be impacted by your lack of growth if you don't grow. I think about that all the time. Is, am I going to have problems with my son because I didn't grow? Is his life going to be affected by my lack of growth or growth? Absolutely. Mostly I want to please God, but you know what, my church family? I want to grow. When I met this man in the, in the airport, I knew this is going to catapult me into another level of growth. And whatever God you want will do. Whatever you want will do. But I wonder how many people around you in your sphere of influence as you begin to walk in the spirit and not just in the flesh, how many people your life is going to affect for the kingdom of God. Don't get me wrong. 
is for the kingdom of God, but you will get blessed too. Can I hear a good amen? Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.